Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thwip, thwip, we have amazing news on the Spidey front this week. It is spectacular news. It is web of news. I ran out of adjectives, but I'll tell you what, the fact that Spider-Man is back in the MCU, well, that's some superior news. Let's get started on today's Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News. I told you it was going to be funny. You doubted me, and it was pun-terrific. Pun-terrific? That's a word now. Hey, guys, welcome back to Marvel Movie News. We are coming to you live from Queens, which survived. Queens, it's a lie. Queens didn't blow up. Queens didn't have to get wiped off the MCU map, at least for now. Welcome back to Marvel Movie News, guys. We have a such a full show today with some amazing news as we tease. As you, I'm sure you heard last Friday, Sony and Disney announced that Spider-Man is coming back to the MCU for at least Yay. one and to two more movies. We're going to break down all the news and the rumors around that. We're going to also talk about some Black Widow news. Some Eternal set photos came out this Ooh. week. And Christian got to go to a panel where... where uh, Marcus and McFeely, and McFeely were, both were both there talking about Endgames, and we have some really interesting stuff to go over, some quotes from that, So and more. There's more than that. You just have to stick around to find out what. And we have a little fun uh, surprise in the middle of the show that we're going to do, because it's fun. Uh, before we get started, who are we? Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm Zach Wilson. I'm Zia Anderson. And I'm Christian Blatt. We're excited to be here. We're excited Very to be excited. here, and we're really excited. I don't know if you guys realized, but this is episode... The, the numbers are a little off, because we've done bonus episodes and breaking ofs, and like, little, oh, so we gotta get an extra one in for review. Totally. The numbers are a little messed up. Whether or not this is accurate or not, as far as our designations are concerned, sure. this is episode number 248 oh of Marvel God. Movie News. That means two weeks from now, we are going to have officially our 250th episode of Marvel Movie News, and we are planning out a super fun show for you guys. We, as of right now, there are almost, this entire room will be filled with current and former hosts of Marvel Movie News. I think I'm at max capacity as of now. You, you'll have to, we'll just wait and see exactly who shows up. All the generations of Marvel movie news. <laughs> but <laughs> this is going to be a blast. Yeah. Um, so two weeks from now, October 17th, 1 p.m., we're going to have our 250th episode spectacular. Uh, so join us then uh, for a good Double size, time. no ads. It might actually be double size. There's that's a I, lot of people to talk in one episode. <laughs> Definitely no ads. All right. No ads. But let's let's get started on today's topic because there's so much to do. Let's start with Black Widow uh, coming out next year. It'll be the first Marvel film of 2020. May 1st. 
Is it May first? I always forget. No, I can't remember. I I'm going to be April. honest with you. Oh, you were so you were you, were so you know just excited. stand by, just act like <laughs> you're right. I know. I should have just been like, yeah, absolutely. Because now I'm going to check I it. Just, and I, see, I, I just hope did you this. were wrong. I really hope you were wrong. Um, but the new the, 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 there's some little news that um, some set photos mm-hmm. confirmed you a rumor right. that William Hurt. I was right. Is going to be in Black Widow. Rumors, because there's photos. Well, it was a rumor, and then it was confirmed. <laughs> well, maybe William Hurt just wanted to visit the set. Maybe you he know? did. Maybe just wanted possible. to see maybe some friends. Very possible. Uh, doubtful, though. Very doubtful. Uh, um, but so that so we are confirmed that Thunderbolt Ross at least is going to make an appearance in Black Widow. Now, this of course got everybody into all kinds of crazy theorizing because once you put Thunderbolt Ross anywhere, uh, the inevitable thing is: Is this going to be when we finally get Red Hulk? <laughs> uh, which I would love to see Red Hulk. Uh, that's that's the storyline I would most love to see Mark Ruffalo's Hulk get to tackle. Um, I think that's the only way to do a Hulk feature is to do a Red Hulk storyline um, with, with the MCU Hulk. Maybe he's just annoyed because uh, clearly Banner has just completely forgotten about Betsy. He hasn't thought about her since he was played by a different actor. You know? Ooh. And Liv Tyler's still out there. Yeah, you know? she is. Ooh. Let's bring her back. She was in Ad Astra for like five whole seconds. Great. It's time to get her back. She's ready. Let her go to space. Let Betsy Ross go to space. Yeah. She's, yeah. Liv Tyler's been the girlfriend of the astronaut yeah. a bunch of times. A lot. That's true. Let her yeah. go to space for once. Anyway, um, so the what... I think is more likely that we're going to get out of William Hurt in Black Widow. Uh, he's going to be there because this is post Civil War, mm-hmm. right. where Black Widow basically violated the Sokovia Accords by helping Cap and uh, Bucky escape mm-hmm. the during the airport sequence. I imagine that this is the fallout of that decision. Yeah. And this is, I mean, maybe Thunderbolt Ross six Taskmaster on uh, on Black Widow. That would be something I, I could totally see that. If, ooh. ooh, if he's forming the Thunderbolts to take Widow down, like he brings a bunch of former like villains that we don't, yeah. we don't really, he, we won't, we won't know them yet. Maybe we do. Maybe we'll get like Blomsky or somebody in there. Uh, if you got Ross, I don't know. I'm trying to think of who, what villains are around that we're not using, but he assembles this little like mini team of villains that he dubs the Thunderbolts or somebody dubs the Thunderbolts yeah. after him. And, they're tasked with taking down Natasha. I mean, it would make sense. It's consistent with the character. And also, yeah, she is, I mean, she's a wanted fugitive, just like Captain America. So I think that uh, if, especially if whatever she's up to in the movie, she gets in the way, I think he would not hesitate, you know, he would definitely not hesitate to uh, try and stop her. It would certainly... Oh, sorry, please, I was going to say, ahead. so how many villains is she fighting in this movie? It's we, sounding like there's going to be them. a lot. We know yeah. of two. We know of yeah. two. Oh, yeah. three. Three so three. far. Because we have alternate Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Red Guardian and Taskmaster, yeah. which may or may not be the same person, depending on uh, what theories you're talking about. Yeah. But I could totally see that being the case if it's the... Because that's a storyline from Civil War in the comics that we never did on screen, where they, they start in, uh, recruiting villains under the under the uh, the superhuman right. superhero yeah, they, registration act, right? They, they set up some kind of I don't know what to call them, like a Suicide Squad or something. You know, it's, it's just a crazy idea, very original Get it? idea. No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I could totally see that being the, the way that they use that thread of Civil War that never got used could easily be a plot line right here. Um, where the superheroes go underground to mm-hmm. avoid the Sokovia Accords, and so they have they hire a bunch of villains to take down what who should be on the hero side. 
That could be really interesting. That could be. That could be. I'm cool. excited Let's about make it. Make more excited um, about but, it too. But I want to. I'm so excited to talk about Spidey. So I want to push through all this stuff. Um, the Eternals uh, had uh, some set photos leak this week, Ooh. and it looks pretty cool. Ryan, they're in the images folder that's in that link. If you look there, uh, all good. Uh, that one's on me. Good job. Uh, there, there's so much news this week, I know, guys. There was a but lot. They, they, it's exciting. They released these set photos that basically look like they're these are probably the ancient, like the flashback stuff because right. we're seeing a lot of old sort of Aztec looking pieces, oh, the, the tomb of the wait. gods, as the as the the Twitter post shows it. But it looks like like you can see right there. Uh, it looks really cool. It does. It they're looks cool they're building these sets, so I yeah. I'm like more this, excited for this. I'm curious if this is going to be like their hidden city, or if it's going to be something that they uncover later, or if this is literally like we're doing the what, what everyone's assuming is a look through history via the Eternals perspective. Yeah, I also kind of wonder if we're going to get a little bit of an introduction on each, on each one, because it's the first one. Nobody knows who these characters are. Maybe we'll get a little bit of, like, like backstory, and that's where we're going to yeah. see some of this. Well, that's the thing. I could see the movie opening with, like, 3000 BC, mm-hmm. and we do, like, Egyptians, and we see if we see them there, and then we do, like, the year, like, 1000, and we go, that's where we meet the Black Knight, and uh, Kit Harrington is running around yeah. actual medieval times, but, like, we see the same characters in different, like, Where have I roles seen that before? Kit Harrington running around. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, yes, <laughs> at, well, you're thinking of when you saw him at a medieval times restaurant. So, oh, yeah, that's, that's what, what it was. That's the only thing that you. Could I have actually been did go to a medieval times and see a guy that looked a lot like Kit Harrington, ponytail and everything. I, I was like, oh my god. A lot of guys who look like that hang out there. Yeah, I'd imagine. <laughs> I imagine you just get hired a lot. When you, when right. you look like Kit Harrington at medieval times. You look like they probably have casting. They're like, do you look like Jon Snow? And like, <laughs> can you moderately swing a sword? We've got a job for you. That's great. Um, so yeah, so that's what we're looking at for the Eternals. Um, all right, I'm continuing to move forward. I want to get to the cool stuff, and cool this stuff. is one of those cool things. Christian, yes, you sir. got to go to a really cool panel. Tell us about what you saw and heard there. Yeah, I uh, at let's see, this was Tuesday night at the Writers Guild Theater Ooh. in Beverly Hills. Uh, there was a screening of Endgame, and afterwards there was a Q and A with Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, and uh, they had some really great insight. And some of it was stuff that I had never heard of before, and. Part of me wants to save this for last uh, because I've sort of teased it already to Zach, but I'm just going to tell him right off the bat. So they talked extensively about Steve Rogers and Peggy Carter. So Mm. they said, they reasoned it out, Steve would not have chosen to go back in time to the moment he crashed into the ice. Their understanding is Steve went back to 1948, and they stand by that timeline because it was important to both of them that they maintain the integrity of what? The Agent Carter TV show, because... In their mind, wow. she was actually Yay. bereft for Steve for two seasons. So she really thought he was dead. And she, there were, you know, because there have been some speculation yeah, like, yeah. oh, what? So if Steve goes back, is she just pretending? Uh, and they're just like, yeah, you know what? And then by 1948, she's back on the East Coast for some reason. And look, if if she's working in New Jersey in 1970, look, she's she's got to go back at some point. So I thought that was great, and I thought of you when they <laughs> said that. Uh, another thing that uh, some of us had wondered about, I personally asked uh, Christopher Marcus this. It, there, they talked about how there were so many different drafts and so many different versions, and I asked him, you know, all those different dra- drafts, was there ever any consideration that one of those portals that Doctor Strange opens the Defenders come out, like the Netflix Defenders. And he said they actually did think about it. What? Yeah, and logistically, they thought about how it wasn't fair to the creators of the TV show for a couple reasons. One, the TV schedules were completely different to theirs. 
I, I think they still could have made it work. But then the other part of the reason was he felt like they, as in McFeely and Marcus, would have been dictating to those showrunners, well, now here are your characters that blipped away for five years. And they didn't think it was fair for them to decide that, like, oh, yeah, you know, all the all the defenders were gone, and that's why they all show up in that moment. It still would have been cool. That's not a good enough reason. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, no. I, I mean, I understood the explanation. And just the fact sure. that they even considered it, because some of us had wondered, you know, like, do you even think maybe that's a good idea? Uh, and I did mention to him that it was nice to see Jarvis getting back to Endgame, and his direct quote was, yes, we have tremendous effect for that character so Yay, that was why they made, that was why they made sure to get uh, Jarvis in there and uh, the third thing that I'll talk about is th- there was originally a sequence in Infinity War and they just threw it away because it just didn't advance the story at all but there was a scene in the in the mind space that ultimately didn't go anywhere but Banner squared off against Hulk and it was in the arena from Ragnarok and at the end of it, you ended up with Smart Hulk. And they went so what? far with this theory wow. that they actually had to reshoot the beginning of Endgame. Wow. Because when they shot the beginning of Endgame, where they all go off to kill Thanos, they shot it with Smart Hulk. And then they realized, like, that doesn't work. First of all, it wastes time in Endgame, in uh, Infinity War. Second of okay. all, th- this makes his, his arc, Bruce's arc, so much better if that's how he ends up. And then he puts on the gauntlet. So they just ultimately, they spent whatever it costs to reshoot all that stuff where he was in it as as Smart Hulk. Can we see that then? Well, like, I don't think it got that far. Come well, no, no, so I, I don't know that they rendered it. They just shot it. They can you know? still render it now. They shot the... They shot, <clears throat> according to them, in the, you know, and this is in a public uh, forum, they said that they shot footage, and I don't know that they did all of it, but they shot some with Mark Ruffalo as Smart Hulk in that opening sequence. Because... Wow. He would have been Smart Hulk at the end of Infinity War, which that, sort that of lines dre- up with what I've heard previously right. about the the Hulk because we know even via merchandise that yeah. got out into the in, like got produced that there <clears throat> there was a version where in that moment where uh, right before where, where, Hulk, where Bruce is able to attach the the iron the um, the Hulkbuster armor right. and blasts up the the guy into the Wakandan ceiling. Um, that moment, he was supposed to bust out of the... The Hulk was going to break out of right. the Hulkbuster armor. That was a version of what was going to That's happen cool. at one point. Yeah, and they they shot for that, but they've talked about it previously where he was going to do that, right. and they just decided that it was stronger if they waited on, right. on that on that decision. But I never heard yeah. about... like Because Christian didn't tell me before what I, he was going to This is why I me. didn't tell you. But you're, so you're seeing my pure reaction <laughs> yeah. here, which is dumbfounded by the... I, I love the idea of... Cause I would love to have seen where Banner is able to bring the Hulk yeah. together. Right. I actually wish that they could go out and just do a short... Right. Of the Hulk in the, like where he's like working in the he talks about working in the gamma lab yeah. like you put the brains and the brawn together and if that was done via the gl- the the gladiator Hulk yeah because you could still do that logically. on Sakar yeah. yeah that would that's the coolest idea I've heard that's awesome yeah and and those are the ideas that they're throwing away so just imagine like other ideas that are in there that they also threw away but that was the big one well that they the shared. that's a suit that, why I would love to see it as a short film and I, I I'm glad it's not in the movie it's not an Infinity War at least. Because that makes a lot of sense. It would have been disruptive. Think about that final battle. That final battle in Infinity War is paced really well. It flows. To step away from that and see Banner and Hulk in a completely separate, albeit in 
mental location, the pacing would be thrown off. Yeah. It wouldn't really, wouldn't fit. But I do want to see that. I would sequence. love to see it. Yeah, and, and you know what? I'd love to see it, even if they do it as a what if. You know, I just the idea that we could see it. I, I think would be uh, would have been really cool. Yeah, yeah. animate it. Just to, yeah. even if it's not because it doesn't really make sense. A what if? Make it real. I have to make that what happened. <laughs> um, or maybe it is. What if the Hulk? What if Bruce and Hulk had worked it out during yeah. that? Maybe they beat Thanos. Maybe that's the what if they like defeat Thanos in that moment because like that. Bruce and the Hulk can. Fought it out. In the chat, Senor Nerd has responded, hashtag release the smart Hulk cut. <laughs> yeah. Just put, put that out there. Everybody put yeah. it out there. Um, no, that's really cool. That would be really um, fun to see. Anyway, all right. So, any other favorite things? Uh, I'll give you a really quick one because uh, they said that there were people, you know, in the studio, some of the higher ups, they didn't identify anyone that thought that. Fat Thor should become Skinny Thor again at the end of the episode. At the end of the uh, sorry, at the end of the movie, yeah. and they were like, "No, he's happy. He's finally happy who he is. He'll probably they didn't say this, but he'll probably get thinner at some point." But they were just like, "No, they really adamantly were like, no, that doesn't make any sense. He finally gets happy, and then what? He's going to uh, make himself skinny." Uh, so yeah, there's a couple other things that uh, I will share. After this show at 2 Pacific, uh, I'm doing a, a special edition of Marvel TV Weekly. I'm uh, interviewing a comic book creator named Alan Lang, but I'll also share a couple more of these. But I'll be honest, these are the best ones that I just shared here. <laughs> um, no, so that's... why stick around? I'm just kidding. Watch the other one. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> no. That was um, that's really cool. Thank yeah. you for thank sure. you for yeah. bringing yeah. us no, that I was very excited. I was, uh, uh, first, I'm really jealous, but you invited me and I said no. So I didn't really invite you. You only have You knew I was going to say <laughs> yeah. No. That's the only yeah. reason I said no. That makes sense. <laughs> um, all right. Um, so let's let's go forward and let's. I want to talk real quick about the Spider-Man Blu-ray release, which finally right. this week you can go into your into your targets and Best Buys and whatever. Did you get it? Home video. I did. I went. Ooh. I went on Tuesday morning and I picked up my copy of Spider-Man on 4K. It's like watch it. And click through all the special features and I watched most of them. All right. Uh, I watched Tell a me. lot. Um, the short film Peter's to-do list is fun. It's cool. a lot of what was in that extended release. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the this like hallway scene in the school with Ned and Peter and he's like I have a to-do list of things that I have to do before I leave and it's like I have to get a dual headphone adapter and so you see you have a scene with Mr. Delmar and you, like he's trading in action figures to pay for the necklace. <laughs> uh, but, he, but he needs to keep Lobot. He's going to keep Lobot, Star Wars. He actually chooses to keep Lobot? Yeah. That's pretty amazing. He's actually like, actually, I'm going to keep Lobot. He like <laughs> takes it back from the guy. Um, he goes to the post office, breaks some federal laws, you know. The usual. Uh, let yeah. me just interject. Usual you know, to, you know to, what to that list. tells me is in the works? Lobot, a Star Wars story. <laughs> All right, back to it. Uh, and then he takes down a mob family. That's like on his to-do list. To take <laughs> wow, down a mafia that's funny. Family. I like that. And you get that scene from the... Uh, from, and there's a little bit more that wasn't oh, in cool. the extended release. It's cool. It's a fun little thing. The other, the making-ofs um, are like pretty much standard making-of featurettes. There's nothing mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. There's one that frustrated me, though. Oh. Because I watched it, and I was really excited about this one, because they had one about Fury and Hill. And I went, ooh, I want to hear them talk about playing... Scrawl versions of their characters yeah, because right. I was really impressed in watching it again. The the nuances that they bring into it that like John Watts is the director and that both actors were able to bring to those roles. Where when you watch it, knowing that they're scrolls, you see it. You see the little differences yeah. in the way that Maria Hill behaves. Mm-hmm. The little things about how Nick Fury like acts towards people are not quite on par with the way that we've known these characters before now. And then this featurette. 
ignores that fact entirely. Really? <laughs> they talk about, like, Fury's motivation. He's like, oh, yeah, and he feels this way about Peter now. And it's like, but that's not... That's not Fury. Fury, that's not, like... But that's, <laughs> you're, I feel like somebody didn't... The, like, the person that produced that one didn't know about that thing at the end, and so didn't cut to it. It was very strange. Interesting. Um, but that was like, That's I really wanted to hear people movie. talk yeah. about that scroll twist because yeah. it's the most twisty that an after credit sequence has ever made a movie. It's like, oh, I immediately need to watch this again because you just changed the fabric of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, which, it was great. It was wonderful. But it didn't quite well. But, you know, the movie's still great. Uh, there was a moment in the uh, the Aunt May one where they do one about Aunt May and it's like, whoo, if the news hadn't broken on Friday, that would have been a real weird moment because they're like, we're really excited about what the future holds for May in the MCU. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been printed on DVDs as they're like not working together. But, here's the thing, guys. They are working together. Hey, how about Uh, that? And to introduce us to the big Spider-Man news that Spider-Man is back in the MCU, I realized that the uh, there's a moment, there is a moment in Spider-Man Far From Home that is perfect for the, a perfect facsimile for what's happening <laughs> with Sony and Disney and Spider-Man. So we're, we have a little play for you guys. This dialogue might sound familiar to some of you. Uh, I'll be reading, and you can see, if you're watching, you can see this if you're listening. I'll be playing the fans. Zia will be playing Disney. Mm-hmm. And uh, Christian will be playing Sony. Thank you! Uh, so let's dive into our little theatrical <laughs> presentation of the Sony-Disney deal. I face a lot of deception and I'm tired of the lies. So it's time for the truth to be out there. Are you still working on Spider-Man together? Not yes. really. What? Well, I think Summer Fling. Yes, that evolves and grows like we're open to wherever it Anywhere. might land. Uh, hand to share with people. On or off, friends no who, matter what. Who are all part of a unit because we are all interconnected. We are. Like, even Venom. Okay. I have to go, because I, I have a date with the Eternals next year. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> and scene. Uh, I just, like, I love, like, when I rewatched that scene. <laughs> I, was th- I was this close to reading her line at one point. And it threw it off. So uh, I, I'm going to be like a real actor and never rewatch that, because I, I know the moment where I almost ruined the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Real actors don't usually have to do it live. Well, unless it's a play, but... All right, so yeah, ignoring so the Keenan main Tom- theatrical. The so main so way Keenan Thompson work. is not a real actor. Got I'm it. talking about in in movies. All right, settle down. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I just when I heard like Happy goes like it's all interconnected. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, this is perfect. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, but let's let's talk about what happened. Spider-Man's back in the MCU. Yay. They announced last Friday that Sony and Disney had come to terms on a deal for, this is what they've agreed to, one more Spider-Man movie where Spidey is in the MCU that will be creatively led by Kevin Feige, um, so Spider-Man 3, 
and then he will have one more crossover appearance with another MCU movie wow. to be determined in the future. Yeah. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I kind of saw this happening. Oh. I, I didn't think there was, like, I was like, I, I kind of have a feeling that they're going to get back together. Well, those yeah, two I mean, crazy kids. I, I think we said it. We, we, we felt did, like yeah. it was likely. Of course, it was never, it, it was never impossible that they didn't, but it always felt like the most likely scenario. And I think something like sense. this, where, you know, it's not like they're like, yep, we're going to make 10 movies together. They're right. like, okay, we're going we're gonna to do one Spidey and one other thing, and then who knows after that. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't surprised by the news. Maybe just the timing. I was happy. I was, I was so happy. Oh, the t- speaking of the timing, yeah. notice that the timing was days before the movie dropped on home video. Right. Mm-hmm. Days before, you guys. Well, yeah, they probably had to figure out if they could release it with those special features or not. They're <laughs> well, like, they would have already printed and shipped it was already, That's yeah. true, yeah. But I'm just like, were you just trying to keep Spidey in the news so that everyone was talking about it? And then like, oh, and it's out on Blu-ray? Let me buy this now. But also, like, this weekend is New York Comic Con. So it was oh, like, you. I think that they probably would have loved to have done some big reveal there. But then all of a sudden, you know, there's too many moving pieces and the news just sort of got out. I mean, they don't have... Marvel Studios doesn't have a panel. No, that's true. At New York Comic Con. Marvel TV, I believe, does. I'm not 100% sure about it. Don't hold me to that. Um, but Marvel does obviously have plenty of places to yeah. announce things. I think that this was the way they wanted to. Kevin Feige came out with a quote about it um, where he said, I'm thrilled that Spidey's journey in the MCU will continue, and I and all of us at Marvel Studios are very excited to get it, very excited that we get to keep working on it. Spider Man is a powerful icon and hero whose story crosses all ages and audiences around the globe. He also happens to be the only hero with the superpower to cross cinematic universes. So, as Sony continues to develop their own Spidey verse, you never know what surprises the future might hold. And that was also the big bombshell that he dropped in there because basically what he just implied is that Spider Man is going to. Is going to be jumping back and forth between Sony's universe and Marvel's right. MCU universe, which is just fine. Yeah. Which is just that works perfectly. Yeah, Here's exactly. the thing: in 20 years ago, you had talked about crossovers where characters like get together and then go back into their universe, and the movies don't necessarily line up perfectly. Mm-hmm. People have been like, "Yeah, that's whatever," as long as they get to be in movies together. Right. It's only since the MCU that we're super concerned about continuity between these things. And don't get me wrong. I love the fact that the continuity works between these things. It's one of the frustrations that TV fans have had with the movies is that sometimes it doesn't quite line up and you want it to. But at the same time, a good story is a good story. A good, yeah. And you're going to enjoy it. So if yeah. it doesn't quite line up that Venom's running around San Francisco and like Ant-Man is also in San Francisco and never mentions it, whatever. Like We can move forward and just enjoy yeah. both stories. Uh, and I'm not the biggest fan of Venom, but I also didn't dislike it. So I think that throwing Tom Holland into Venom 2 could be really interesting. Yeah. Maybe we don't, based on what happened in Venom and what I what everyone's assuming about Venom 2, maybe we don't need him there, but the next one yeah, or something. Yeah, Venom 3, sure. Um, I, there, or Venom popping up in Spider-Man 3, which is the more like active rumor. Venom um, and Carnage popping up in Spider-Man 3. Well, one at a, one, one at a time. Um, I still, so, I still think so let's talk about this a little bit. Like, what do you guys want to see in this? Because, so here's the other part of that rumor, is that they've only signed on for these two. So it right. could be that however they're going to work it, the universes might literally split off where he's universe jumping with Spider-Verse stuff. You never know what's going to happen. Like, the Spider-Verse being so active in the lexicon now, 
makes it easy for and the Madam Web story from last week makes it easy for Spider-Man to theoretically go into his own pocket universe. What do you guys think Spider-Man 3 looks like? And do you think that they might use that movie to edge him out into his own multiverse? I mean, yeah, it's definitely possible. And then that way they sort of leave it open for him to come back into the MCU in the future because it's like, oh, he's just off in his own pocket universe doing his own thing now. Have fun watching this. But he can still pop back in if we need him. They could they could somehow finally get to him. Uh, not finally, somehow get to him in his little in his little pocket universe and be like, hey, we need your help. And then he pops back over for some other thing. Um, so I think that that definitely works in that regard. And I don't hate that idea. I don't. I'll see as as long as the, like you said, the stories are good and we get to still see him in the MCU every once in a while, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, what they would likely do is sort of hedge their bets a little bit. Even if they close the door, it would mm-hmm. probably be open just a little bit. Because, yeah. look, you, you, wanna, you don't want to totally shut, the, the, shut out the notion of having them interact in the future. But I do think that, you know, any of the things that you're talking about, sort of Spider-Verse, anything dealing with changing reality in any way, uh, I, I just hope that uh, nobody makes a deal with Mephisto to save Aunt May's life in Spider-Man 3. Uh, that might be the, the one story point <laughs> that would get me to not see it, uh, but you know something like that. Uh, I, I do. I do think that uh, there's plenty of there's plenty of history for Spider-Man that uh, lends itself to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you know, maybe maybe uh, Peter goes into a pocket universe, but uh, then Ben Riley ends up in the MCU. So then everybody sort of wins. Well, that had that was a theory that I was thinking about. Where okay, we're jumping around with yeah. Spider-Man and these things. I think in this next one, I still think Craven is my best bet. Like, if I was going to... If I was a betting man, mm-hmm. which, eh, sometimes, uh, <laughs> uh, I would say Craven the Last Hunter. or the Cra- Craven's Last Hunt. Craven's Last yeah. Hunt. The Last Hunter. It's the Last Hunter that ever lived. That's the solo movie Sony's trying to make. <laughs> yeah. The Last Hunter. Oh, no. Um, Craven, I think, is going to be the... I think he's the perfect option for Spider-Man 3 yeah. because, obviously, with Peter's identity leaked to the public oh, now. I always forget about that. Yeah, mm. like there's going to be people coming after him and that t- to me makes the most sense of a villain that would come out of the woodwork to chase this guy down. Yeah. Even. And he could be hired. I mean, uh look, you've got Norman Osborn. Maybe we we go we back and we do we get a little bit of the info on the MCU Spidey origin story. We still don't know which version of the spider bite happened here. So if it is one of the versions where Norman Osborn is behind the spiders, um, which, like, again, there's a million different versions of this origin story, especially with (laughs) Spider-Verse. But, like, so you could do... But if it is that, and maybe Norman recognizes that these are powers that came from his spiders, you could have a Monsanto... Uh, type of storyline where Norman, I'm just this is all coming to me right now, you guys. But Norman is like filing a lawsuit against Peter for stolen technology, yeah, because which he like stole a spider bite. Well, there's stuff like Monsanto. Um, there's stories where like the wind picks up their corn seed and carries it into a neighboring farm, but then they sue because that neighboring farm has their genetic. Genetically engineered corn. How can you possibly sue for that? But that's the thing. No, you can sue for anything. <laughs> I know. You can sue for anything, and if you're a powerful enough company, it becomes like hard Oscorp. to defend. Like Oscorp. So if Norman is going to sue Peter, and here's where another rumor comes into play, Peter's going to need to lawyer up. Uh oh. Oh my god. And no. we've got. Oh my god. And, no. and we've got a couple <laughs> options in the MCU. Mm-hmm. 
that might be there for lawyering. And it could be Matt Murdock or Jennifer Walters. Ah! Wait a minute. <laughs> um, so what we're what we're talking. So there's a rumor. Uh, I got found this on WeGotThisCovered.com. I want to give credit. Uh, their sources mm-hmm. say that Kevin Feige is very interested in bringing Charlie Cox's Daredevil back into the MCU. Oh my God, you guys, we did it. <laughs> Talked about it. It's enough a rumor. That they're gonna do it. It's a rumor. They're citing sources that have had reliable information in the past, but the idea is that Kevin Feige is really happy with Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock, and he wants to see him re like continue the role. And Spider Man Three is a great opportunity for that. He doesn't necessarily need to suit up. He just needs to be there as Matt Murdock, the lawyer. Which would be, it would be, yes, it'd be cool to see Spidey and Daredevil as two street level uh, yeah. heroes fighting yeah. together. In the hallway, will, no doubt. But, yeah. here's, oh my God. So here's <laughs> what I could see almost even more is if you bring Matt Murdock in as Peter's lawyer mm-hmm. in this movie, because the end of Daredevil, we were talking about this a little bit before the show, the end of Daredevil is pretty clean in terms of where. Matt is like Matt and Karen and Foggy are kind of in a good place where yeah. you could just start fresh the mm-hmm. way that we started with Peter in like Civil War and Homecoming. You didn't need an origin story. You already kind of know who Daredevil is, and you just go forward. You just tell a Daredevil story. You could pick up from there and still maintain the Netflix continuity. So you bring Matt in as Nelson Murdoch is going to take up Peter's case because Peter doesn't have a lot of money. I mean, yeah, he's got happy with Stark's resources, but <laughs> he hires Matt Murdoch to help represent him. And then you jump to 2024 or whatever, whatever, I forget what year we're, we're at with all this. Um, and you do the next, you do Daredevil feature film starring Charlie Cox with, and it's a team up mm-hmm. with Spider Man. Yeah. Yes, please. I mean, that all sounds great. Uh, and that, I see that as the next I, I, MCU. I see that the, the idea of just using him as Matt Murdock would be would be pretty cool, actually. You know, as much as I want to see him as Daredevil, so I, I wouldn't stand in the way of that if that was with the plan. But I think I it's like, oh, he needs that. a lawyer. Like, let's, why not do this? And I think that, that would definitely be fun. Um, I wanted to circle back on one thing I meant to yeah. interject when you are talking earlier. We have a release date Sorry, for Spider-Man 3. Yes, we do. Which is July 16th, 2021. I yes. wanted to make sure we got that in there and I forgot. And we are going to talk about that because it makes 2021 the craziest yeah. Marvel Cinematic oh Universe God, year yeah. of all time. And we'll talk about that yep. in a minute. But what do you guys think about the, so the other option is Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk, which is a film, that, a, a, a Disney Plus series that is being developed to come out in a few years. The date hasn't been set yet, but She-Hulk we know is coming, and I could totally see Stark, like Stark Industries, hiring right. Jennifer Walters, a high-powered and theoretically expensive lawyer, unlike yes. Nelson and Murdoch, uh, to represent Peter. So you're saying She-Hulk... Or um, she Hulk or Daredevil. or Daredevil. Chat, you get in on this too. Ooh. Who do you think should represent? Which would you? I'm going if you, Daredevil. If you're gonna get well, one of them. Which one do you think? Which one do you think is likely? Which uh, one do you want? I, I think She Hulk is very unlikely because there's going to be a series. If if there wasn't that series in the plans, I, I think it would make more sense. You don't think this is a great way to introduce no. the character I don't, of Jennifer I, I, Walters? No, I don't think it is. I, I think that I think it would be fun. From somebody sitting there, but I think creatively, that's that's not how they see it. I think that would be great. Um, 
I definitely would prefer seeing Matt Murdock. Uh, but uh, I don't know that they're going to make that choice. But, uh, you know. I actually think it's more likely that it's Jennifer Walters because that's a way for... Because so the, the financing deal here is that Disney, who rumor supposedly wanted 50% stake in all the Spider movies, gets 25%. they are putting okay. up 25% of the money for it, and they're going to get 25% of the revenue. Okay. The movie. That was the deal they struck for this Spider-Man movie. Then we're looking, so I think this is what Disney's way of recouping that money is to use the billion dollar franchise of Spider-Man to be like, and also here's She-Hulk. We meet Jennifer before she's green. Mm-hmm. We just know this is, she's Bruce's cousin. We get to yeah. learn this information. And then when it comes to Disney Plus, because that is one of the only characters, because the newer series that Kamala Khan's Miss Marvel is tied to uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, then we, you have She-Hulk and Moon Knight. Like the, those three characters are not seen in other films right. before they appear on Disney Plus, unless you do stuff like this to backdoor pilot them. So I could, I actually think it's more I, likely I think it that you works, get her. It in works there. more with the theory that she's not She-Hulk yet. If yes, she hasn't changed. That's yet, what I, I mean. Think that she, works a lot more. It's yeah. not. She's not She-Hulk yet. She's just yeah. Jennifer Walters, Bruce Banner's cousin, who Tony Stark knows through Bruce, and that's why they hired her. That does work. That definitely does work. Um, but I wonder if they weren't going to use the Disney Plus to intro her and then maybe get her into and the then, MCU after that. Yeah, that the, yeah. the Disney Plus series is actually the way to introduce her mm-hmm. before she's in a movie. Yeah, I mean, I can see doing it uh, either way. In the chat, Andre Rodriguez says that uh, Peter could go even cheaper and get just Foggy and not pay for Matt. And then <laughs> Pete and Foggy could kind of just wink at the camera. So, uh, But uh, Jack Dennis says, I think Daredevil will get a movie reboot, but it will not be Charlie Cox. Why are you raining in our parade, Yeah, bro? come on, man. We're trying to have fun here. Well, that came with a rumor that, like, again, this is for, and I've seen this from a couple different sources, that Kevin Feige is really happy with Charlie Cox's Daredevil and John Bernthal as the Punisher. How could you not be? And that I he know. wants yeah. to, well, not just that he's happy with them, but wants to continue using yeah. those actors. Now, whether or not yes. you can maintain the continuity, again, You've already ah, dealt, you're, but you're already—that's the thing. You're already <laughs> yeah. dealing with the multiverse. You, as soon as you put yeah. J.K. Simmons into that role yeah. as uh, J. Jonah Jameson, you've acknowledged that it's okay to reuse actors that don't necessarily maintain their original continuity. So there's no reason you can't just bring Charlie Cox in there to play Matt Murdock, mm-hmm. not in the same version as Daredevil or John Bernthal as Frank Castle, but not the Netflix one. It just, just is the character. New, yeah. And you just yeah. don't worry about origin stories. You just move forward. Yeah, I agree. It. And I agree. like, look, look across the pond at what the Arrowverse is doing with Crisis on Infinite Earths, which has, in my opinion surpassed Endgame as most ambitious crossover ever. I'm sorry. Crisis on Infinite Earths has Kevin Conroy as a live-action Batman and Tom Welling returning as Smallville from vastly different universes. But also, wow. that's but insane. Also, also Brandon Routh Superman. Also Brandon so, Routh yeah. Superman as the Kingdom Come Superman. Right. That's that's the most ambitious cross. Whether right. or not it succeeds a whole, because that's the thing. We knew Endgame was going to work. <laughs> this is more ambitious right. because you don't even know if that's going to work in four episodes of television to do all of those things but my point is that you can bring all those diversions and fans are fans will be on board so i think we're okay but let's take a look at 2021 you guys oh my god because spider-man 3 is coming in july of that year 2021 was already crazy crowded like 2020 is like kind of loose you have black widow internal only Mm -hmm. two like only two mcu films uh 
excited about New Mutants. Yeah, I forgot. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but we, and then you have Disney Plus launching. You have Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. You have WandaVision. Uh, not not WandaVision, but you have Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming yeah. this year. In 2021, in February. You're getting Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Awesome. In the spring, you're getting WandaVision on Disney Plus. And also in the so spring, excited. you're getting Loki on Disney Plus. Then in May, as you break through into summer, you're getting Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Yee! Then two months later, you're getting Spider-Man 3 in theaters in July. God. At some other point during that summer, What If is going to start dropping episodes on you. Then in the fall, they're going to Disney Plus is going to be like, "Oh, and here's Hawkeye's series to have to tide you over until November 5th when you get Thor Love and Thunder. That's all in one year. Oh my god. One year and that does not include whatever Hulu puts out between Cloak and Dagger, Runaways, and all of the animated shows right. that are coming, which I think 2020 and 2021 so are the most likely years. I get to ignore all that. For the Offenders universe to start dropping on us. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think you're going to get all the animated stuff at once. So no, I think not no, at once, no, no, but I'm saying so. Some of it will definitely be in 2021. I think that some of it will be 2020, but yep. I think you'll still continue to get it. Yeah. So basically, Marvel's just like, yeah, we're going to fill every month of your calendar one way or the other. You don't need anything other than us. Yeah, and with, you're not going to watch anything else, right? And I'm with, not. With Disney Plus saying that they are going to be doing uh, weekly drops, not binge drops. You're yeah. going to be getting these episodes week, week, like one week at a time. It's just nonstop. Like, literally, we'll never have a short week here on Marvel Movie News because there will be a new Marvel thing that Marvel Studios is putting out every single week. Which I'm personally excited about, too, because binge style is really hard for me. I don't typically have time to binge stuff. Yeah. So the week-to-week not only is good for the show, it's just, for me personally, this is why I'm glad they did it, is that then I can actually keep up with everything. Well, it's also just, I miss the water cooler talk of stuff like Game of Thrones. Yeah. That was the most fun to me, is that when you binge, you can't theorize the same way right. with people. Um, but Game of Thrones, like, it's an event where you're like, oh, dude, did you see it? What do you think of this? And blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen that next week? Yeah, could yeah. you see anything? No, I couldn't see anything either. No, I get it. You but, don't get those jokes when you don't, <laughs> when you don't binge release. You don't even um, watch those but here's, shows. But here's my question jokes. as we sort of get towards the end of the show. Yeah. Is this too much? And I know that we love Marvel and we're going to love every one of these properties. Like, most likely, I'm going to love every one of these things. But... Are we are they by putting Spider Man three in twenty twenty one are and not moving anything else, at least for now, are they risking an oversaturation? I would say you can discount the Disney Plus stuff for the casual moviegoer who might get might get burnt out on it. You know? Yeah. So I think that that stuff won't add to it, but it's still a lot of movies. And I think Endgame was at a point where people were already a little bit burnt out on it. You know, you're not your diehard fans. You're, you know, people who like, oh, I like those movies. I'll go see the next one. And yeah, I think that it might be a little too much. And honestly, I think that it's structured right because if Eternals came out in November, people were like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm checked out on Marvel by then. But it's going to be Thor. And everybody's like, oh, but I love Thor. So I think that even with Spidey right there in the middle, I think that the calendar is laid out pretty well. Shang-Chi at the beginning of the year, you're not going to be tired of Marvel yet. And it's something new, so you'll want to check it out. So I think that it's very possible. I do think that they have it in mind for how they've structured this. It also mm-hmm. does come after 2020, which has less Marvel than we're True. used to getting, with only two films and one TV sh- TV series. True. So 
maybe it'll be like, oh, we only got two this year. We're so hungry for more. And then after 2021, we're like, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I com- I completely get that because I've had the same thing where I he- I freaking love Marvel. I watched all the well, I'm gonna stop watching all the shows. Um, and all of the all of the movies and everything. But you're there was stop. I don't want to watch Cloak and watch, Dagger you, or The Runaways. You, 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 I don't want to. I'm not. You're doing not gonna it. watch all of them, but you're but some of these Disney Plus ones. I'm gonna I, watch I all know of those. for sure you're gonna watch. I'm gonna yeah. watch all of those. But there definitely was a a point where I was watching all of the Marvel shows so much that I was like, oh my god, I just want to watch something else. I need something else to break this up. So I think that there's like a good way to stagger it where you're like, oh my God, I'm really excited about this. I want to watch it. But you need to have time to watch other things in between. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, It's fair. And it's also fair that we have filled this show with stuff to talk about. And we are out of time. We did. Uh, But thank you so much for joining us for this very lively talk. let us know what thing you're most excited about. What do you think Spider-Man 3 might be? And what do you think his other MCU appearance might be? What is, do you want to see the Smart Hulk cut? Hashtag release the Smart Hulk cut. Hashtag yes, please. Everywhere. Yeah. Uh, tweet it at us. Uh, follow us on all the social medias. Um, I'm Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that. Zach Wilson. Christian, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ, and as I mentioned earlier, right after this show, I'm doing a Marvel TV Weekly sit-down with a comic book creator named Alan Ling, so find us right over there on AfterBuzz TV. Zia, where can they find you? And tell them where they can find out more about this VR damage control thing that has just dropped on us. OMG! You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land, that is spelled X-I-A underscore land. Um, For the VR, you can go to uh, www www.thevoid.com and that will get you tickets so you can it's, well where did you talk about it oh I talked about it on <laughs> he, set you, he set you up to promote something that we good job that, good job. that you that Ryan and I setup. all work really hard on and you almost promoted something I, different yeah I did uh, you <laughs> can go check it out on AfterBuzz TV it is Marvel News Daily and I will give you all of the info on that there there's um, a Marvel VR experience yeah, coming check it out and, it's gonna and be Marvel really cool. News Daily is a short feature that Z and I take turns doing couple throughout minutes. the week just mm-hmm. a couple minutes a little bite sized uh, nugget the, of information yeah. give so me the that's, big news that's what you meant to say Zia. that is what I meant to I said that from the beginning. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> All right, guys, do that. Be sure to watch uh, Christian's other show, After Buzz, uh, uh, Marvel TV Weekly. So much Marvel stuff to talk about. We'll be back next week and then in two weeks. Make sure that you've got it on calendars for episode 250. This has been Marvel Movie News. Thanks for geeking out with us. Garo, from the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.